What is up, Plugged In listeners? Happy Saturday. Welcome to Plugged In on Anchor. I'm Pete Brown, your host. Hope that everybody's had a great Saturday so far and had a great week. Uh, it was a little bit of a shorter week with the holiday, but made it go by quickly, and uh, I know I sure enjoyed it. Today, I'm going to be talking about a few different topics, the main topic being um, Amazon. Yet again, I know I talk about them quite a lot, but uh, there's there's always a lot to talk about, but going to be diving into their smart assistant, their in-home um, smart assistant strategy with Alexa, the various Amazon Echo devices, and just kind of how they've uh, taken a little bit of control of that market and, uh, and, and what their future in there is going to look like. I'm also going to touch base on um, Elon Musk. Um, no surprise there. Uh, some news from him um, regarding the Tesla Model 3. Uh, touch base on that a little bit uh, last week in my segment, but uh, that news kind of came out yesterday. And I'm uh, going to touch base on, on what, he, what he talked about and kind of what the next couple months might look like for Tesla and, uh, and the Model 3. And I'm also going to be talking a little bit about the legal uh, feud between Qualcomm and Apple. Um, and it's kind of heated up a little bit over the last few days. So I'm going to touch base on what they're doing and uh, what Qualcomm is trying to get Apple to do um, in regards to their iPhone imports. So stick around for that. But again, not a whole lot of big tech news this week, um, you know, partially because of the holiday and, and the short week. But I'm really excited to talk about these topics and, and uh, see, see what you guys think about them. Um, but just really get into them. Let me know, again, um, kind of where you guys are listening. Um, I've mentioned in the past that Anchor has added some new features that allow for these shows to be shared and published on some uh, new podcasting platforms. Um, so if you're listening within the Anchor app, uh, let me know. But also, it's now available um, on Google Play Music, Apple Podcast, the po- uh, Pocket Cast app, and Overcast. So if you're listening out there on any of those uh, platforms, feel free to reach out to me. Um, if you're in the Anchor app, uh, leave a voicemail um, in that app and uh, be sure to let me know kind of what your thoughts are and uh on the show um and also you know if you're listening outside of the anchor app feel free to reach out to me on twitter Um, i'm at paul jones b and at plugged in underscore tech Um, i'd love to get your thoughts on uh, not only how the show's going feedback layout wise but um, also the topics uh just kind of see see if there's any kind of topics that you want to hear that uh that i haven't discussed yet um i'm trying this in in a little bit different format today Um, i typically record just through kind of a, a in-ear bud headphones set um, and on the anchor app itself on my phone um, but felt like i was having some audio problems and, and a lot of times not really able to hear as well so trying it through um, my desktop microphone and, and on uh, garage band so gonna try doing it through uploading through the web app on anchor and, and see how that goes so let me know if, if this format works a little bit better for you guys if, if you're able to hear me better if it's more clear um, i know i'm kind of a monotone speaker as it is so that doesn't help a lot but um, I'm hoping that this microphone and, and doing it this way will be a little bit better. So um, let me let me know your feedback on that. Again, leave, an, leave a, a voicemail on the Anchor app or uh, reach out to me on Twitter. I'd love to hear feedback on uh, on how the how the podcast layout's going. If this sounds better than previous shows, and uh, would really like some feedback on that. So we're gonna get into Elon Musk and some of the news out of Tesla regarding the Model Three first. Uh, so stick around and stay tuned. So I mentioned last week that Elon Musk had tweeted and begun to discuss that the Model 3 was about two weeks ahead of schedule um, and that they planned to uh, release and deliver the first production model um, SN1 or serial number one um, by Friday, which was yesterday. Um, and, you know, at this point, honestly, uh, it's, it's Saturday, it's about two o'clock um, here in Nashville, Tennessee, and, and it's unclear if that 
happened. I believe they're still in the process of, of actually making that delivery, but um, it, it seems that the, the, the car was produced. Um, I think it's a matter of getting it delivered to um, to the buyer. So um, big news from them, um, just being ahead of schedule uh, by any means, um, but it's, it's more important kind of what become what happens next um, you know getting getting that first one produced is is important but um, what happens in the coming weeks and months is going to be even what's more important for not only uh, not only tesla and their future but kind of the electric car market as a whole um, so um, for a little bit of background the model three is uh is, is a car that tesla's kind of been building up for um, for a couple of years and it's it's you know, $35,000 base price, um, all electric car, uh, which kind of differentiates itself. You know, it's a big, big difference from the model S and the model X, which can both push, you know, a hundred thousand plus dollars for, for those cars. Um, even with kind of tax incentives you get for all electric cars in most States. So, um, it's definitely kind of a huge difference in price than, than what we're used to from Tesla. Um, but it, it, the, the other two really expensive cars have kind of been what, allowed tesla to get to this point um it's kind of allowed them to build out the infrastructure to get here um have the ability to hopefully deliver on um actual production of these cars and in mass quantities um so this this is kind of the moment for for tesla to to really shine and, and really could kind of solidify itself in in the electric car market but um not only in the electric car market but also just in the car market in general um you know it can place itself as kind of the gm or, or, or one of those big big car manufacturers um for the electric car world um so again very important moment for for tesla and and elon musk has set um, some pretty pretty lofty goals for for production for this car over the next um, two quarters. You know, finishing out the year and going into 2018. So he's hoping for 100 Model 3s to be produced by uh, the end of August, and then um, by the by the end of September, uh, more than 1,500, and then from there, 20,000 per month um, by December. Which again, that's lofty goals, and Elon Musk likes to set the bar high. Um, so. If he can hit these goals, it will be a very big deal um, for for Tesla to be able to get all these cars out on the road in these owners' hands who who pre-ordered, you know, a year, two years ago, whenever, um, to, to get them out there on time or even a little bit early would be would be very impressive and and just just kind of you know prove how how far that they've come in terms of delivering on their goals. Um, but also just set the stage for um, the electric car market in general and and just having that many more on the road um it, it great, greatly shifts um the landscape of of the electric car market a lot of analysts are doubting Elon Musk they they don't think that it's that this type of uh, of delivery is, is something that he can accomplish um they've they've definitely struggled in the past tesla has to to deliver um the, these the, the various Tesla models in mass quantities and on time, you know, the Model X and the Model S both had um, de- manufacturing problems and, and issues getting it um, delivered on time to its users. So, um, again, th- this is a very big moment for Tesla and Elon Musk. Um, so the next, you know, three to six months are going to really paint a, a broad picture for what their future will be like um, and, and just how, how big of a player that they'll be you know, five, 10, 15 years from now in the electric car market. I personally hope that they, they pull this off. Um, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk and everything that he's trying to do. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I'm actually in the process of planning a kind of Elon Musk and 
overview of, of all his companies and kind of his background, um, doing the show on that in, in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but you know, he, he's one of my favorite CEOs and, and he's always, um, innovating and, and really trying to challenge, um, the status quo and, 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 and shift up the market. So I'm um, really excited to see kind of what Tesla does and if, if they can deliver on this goal and, um, really ready to see those model threes out on the road i think uh you know once once you see them in real life it kind of changes your mindset and, and allows you to uh to understand the the lofty goal and and what elon's really trying to accomplish here so as usual tesla is definitely a company to be looking out for in the coming months um but you know as always be on elon musk watch and, and just see what he's doing with his various companies um, next i'm going to jump into a quick discussion on kind of what Qualcomm is doing in their legal battle with uh, Apple, and uh, they're actually trying to ban iPhone imports um, from China, which is you know where where most iPhones are actually manufactured um, at at, uh, at Foxconn. Um, so this this battle started um, a while back when Apple actually filed a suit against Qualcomm for uh, one billion dollars, claiming that Qualcomm was charging them for technology that they weren't actually using. Um, so um, the claim is that Apple has infringed on six of Qualcomm's patents um, that improve battery life on the iPhone and, and other various things um, in the uh, Qualcomm modems that, that are shipped um, with pretty much every phone these days, but obviously the iPhone as well. It's a really interesting case because um, this is a situation where, you know, Apple doesn't actually um, manufacture these phones. Um, Foxconn in China is the one manufacturing these. Um, so the the patents that that Apple or Foxconn could be infringing on um, for Qualcomm, you know, it actually would be more targeted towards Foxconn because Apple's buying these phones um, from Foxconn and then reselling them. A lot of people don't really think about that in that way, but um, you know, Foxconn manufactures these, then Apple buys them from them. So whatever um, whatever legal battle that they're in, um, Apple is, is kind of claiming that you know we're not doing this, um, Foxconn is doing that. And, and, and we're buying them. So um, a, lo a lot of um, people don't understand that Qualcomm's main business is not their, their processing business. That kind of came as a result of their initial business, which was um, modems, um, cellular radios, and, and the LTE technology. They made a big investment early on in LTE and kind of won that market early. And, and so pretty much every cell phone that you have that, that runs LTE um, has, has a Qualcomm modem in there. And you know, some are shifting to Intel, but you know, even then, you know, most of the, a lot of the LTE technology is kind of tied up in, in Qualcomm's um, technology and their modems or their, uh, their patents. So eventually Qualcomm's kind of getting paid in all this. And, and at this point, they're kind of coming to Apple saying, Hey, you, you owe us, you owe us for, for infringing on these patents. And, and what they actually want um, Apple to do is not only to pay for um, the patent infringement, but they also want to ban the import of iPhones from China um, in the process. So, um, not only, you know, just old iPhones, they're talking about new iPhones, 7S, 7, or excuse me, not 7S, 7, 7 Plus, um, even, you know, the iPhone SE. Um, so, you know, phones manufactured in the last couple of years, they're, they're really trying to, to get um, these banned um, from being imported from China. So, I don't really know if this will happen. You know, Apple is, is a pretty big company and it's, it's hard to get them to, 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 to do things like this. It seems like something that will eventually get settled, but without phones actually being banned. Um, there there were, was actually a case uh, a few years back with HTC and Qualcomm and HTC's phones were actually banned for a short period of time um, until that was settled. But um, it's just hard to believe that that would happen with Apple. And, and I, just, I just can't really see that happening. Um, so I really just kind of wanted to touch on that. We'll kind of see how that plays out um, over the coming weeks and months. 
Um, it's been it's kind of slowly brewing over the last couple of years, but um, recently with with Qualcomm trying to get these phones banned, it kind of heated up over the last week. Um, so again, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if, if this anything actually comes of this this if they go to court um, and. and you know, imports are actually banned. That would that would kind of be pretty shocking to me um, if, if a company like Apple had to uh, had to had to have their imports banned. Um, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll be watching this and, and keep you guys updated. But um, it's kind of an interesting story from uh, the legal side of things um, between Qualcomm and Apple. So the main thing that I wanted to get into today is Amazon and their various. Um, Echo devices, the Alexa-powered devices, um, just kind of the ecosystem that they've built around um, this voice assistant and, and the different price points that they're kind of hitting that not a lot of manufacturers or really any other manufacturers are at this point. Um, so Alexa, again, is is Amazon's digital voice assistant. They've kind of created it as a an in-home voice assistant, um, and it actually kind of is a result of the failed Amazon Fire phone. Um, this is a phone from I think three or four years ago they came out with that had a, a few different kind of gimmicks um it was their first real you know mobile effort and it, aside from the kindles and, and the various tablets they made but it was their first first uh smartphone um effort and um you know overall it was, it was a total failure it was you know eventually on sale basically just so they could get rid of them they were selling them for basically 100 bucks unlocked get them out of here. Um, but one thing that came out of that that was very positive for Amazon is Alexa. That was the first um, device that, that had the voice assistant built into it. Um, and, and through the failure of that phone, they brought the assistant out on its own and, and they introduced the original um, Amazon Echo um, speaker. And so, you know, I have one of those. I really, really love the device. Um, around the time that it was released, I think it was about 200 bucks. I think I got it for on sale for like 180, 175, something like that. Um, but they made it so that it was very easy to, to use. A lot of people um, didn't really have to think to use it. And, and it kind of created a market around just in-home voice assistants. And, and we've seen other big companies like Google and Amazon, or excuse me, Google and Apple, um, come out with their own versions with Google Home and, and the Apple HomePod. Um, we've yet to see the Apple HomePod actually in the wild or, or working, um, kind of, you know, it hasn't, hasn't really gone on sale yet. You can just pre-order it, but I also have a Google Home, so I'm able to kind of compare the two, and, and, and they're very similar um, between the, the, the Home and, and the original Echo. And the main thing that I want to talk about is how Amazon is so willing to get this device into your home at, at what whatever price point they can. Um, you know, they've released new Amazon Echo devices over the last two years um, with the Echo Dot, uh, which you can get for about fifty bucks, which but it's regularly discounted down to you know thirty five or forty dollars. Um, you can get the Echo Tap, which is kind of their um, standalone device; doesn't have to be powered all the time. It's it's kind of what you would expect from a Bluetooth speaker, but has um, Alexa integration. Um, you know, still has to be connected to the internet, so um, it's kind of an outlier in, in, in the Echo world, but um, it's it's kind of the only, only one that doesn't have to be or isn't plugged in all the time. Um, but you know, you can get that for about eighty bucks. Um, they have the Echo, new Echo Look, um, which is two hundred dollars, and it's an interesting device that I've talked about a little bit. But um, it's kind of designed to it has, it has a camera. And it's kind of designed to be your fashion assistant. Then they have the new Echo Show, which is the first one with a screen, um, which is about two hundred and thirty dollars. Um, and a lot of people, the reviews have been really positive on that. I haven't actually seen one in person, but that's definitely their higher end um, Echo device. Um, and then 
A, a more interesting one uh, that's kind of recently joined the Echo family is the Amazon Dash Wand. And, and this is a $20 device. It's the third generation of the Dash Wand, but it's the first one with Alexa integration. Um, and it's kind of similar to the Dash buttons that they have. You know, it has a physical button on it and a microphone um, and a small speaker for, for Alexa feedback. Um, but it also has a barcode scanner on the bottom, so you can kind of scan items in your house um, that you may be running low on. And then you can... Um, you can add it to your uh, Amazon cart and then um, get it that way and get restocked. And if, if they don't have the exact um, item, then it'll show you similar items that are available on Amazon that you can order. Um, and it's, it, it's interesting, not because of the functionality and, and what it does, but because it, it's $20, but when you buy it, you get a $20 Amazon credit. Uh, so it's basically free. I mean, they're, they're giving this away, um, which when you really look at it, what they're giving away, what they're trying to get into your home is Alexa. They're, they're trying to get Alexa in your home whatever way they can, even if they mean, if that means giving it to you free. And, you know, the dash one is not going to be a, you know, a huge seller. Um, but, but the people that are going to get it and, and really kind of understand what, what it's used for and, and just add it to their, um, their, uh, Alexa, um, setup and, and their system is, are the people that, that Amazon is really trying to get um, hooked on Echo and, and carry the, the ecosystem forward. Um, and so they're, they're kind of the only company that's really willing to basically give you their digital assistant. And what that means for Amazon and what that means for this market is that down the road, if you have, you know, a couple of these Amazon um, Echo devices, when you're buying, you know, say a security camera system or um, any other kind of smart devices or Wi-Fi light bulbs, things like that, third party um, smart home devices, you're going to look for the ones that integrate with the Amazon Echo and Alexa because you already have devices like that. So by Amazon, um, getting these devices into your home at, at these various price points, um, it, it's really setting them up for for further integrations down the line. So e- even if you don't get the Dash One for twenty dollars and get the you know the free credit and all that, um, the, the Echo Dot is still cheaper than than any um, of the other smart home devices. And and I, I hear people rave about that all the time. You know, people are talking about, oh uh, well. You know, I don't want to buy Sonos because they're too expensive, and um, I don't. I don't want to buy the, the HomePod again. Three hundred fifty dollars for the HomePod, about one hundred twenty dollars for the Google Home is kind of their base price. So you know, they're 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 competing at different price points, and and that's their only kind of entry into the market. But if you're somebody who doesn't want to go, even if you're an Apple fanboy, if you're if you're, you don't you want to just enter the market, you don't want to spend three hundred fifty dollars um, just just for an entry into it. Uh, even one hundred twenty dollars for a Google Home is is not the cheapest thing in the world. Even though they're they're regularly discounted down to a hundred or so, it's not something that's just kind of an impulse buy for most people. But you know, an Echo Dot for you know thirty five fifty dollars, people are willing to pick that up and at least you know give the Echo or Alexa a try. Um, and, and at that price point, they don't they don't feel like they're wasting too much. Um, so it, it's it's just really interesting to me that. That Amazon is is you know not only kind of the the first one to to this market, but they're um, they're the ones that are kind of innovating at, at different price points, but innovating in different styles. You know, all these even at different price points, they have various features that, that fit different needs and use cases. Um, like again, the Amazon Echo Dot, it's not going to have a great standalone speaker, but it's kind of designed to be connected with your existing speakers and just add functionality um, to, to to your existing sound system um, and, and give you the Alexa um, and, and ability to play kind of whatever you need to um, through that. So it, it's all about at this point with, without 
the smart home assistant and, and that kind of thing being so uh, ubiquitous across um, mainstream um, people that are, that are looking for this kind of tech, um, th- they've kind of given everybody an option and, and allow you to, to get into the market without having to, to break the bank. And, and really, they're the only ones doing that. So they, they've this market that they've created, they're beginning to expand on it and, and allow for people that are just kind of interested in it um, to, to give it a shot and then build out their, their ecosystem with various echo devices for various needs. Um, again, you know, th- there's now one with a camera, there's one with a screen that also has a camera that, that can do video chatting. And, and so they, they've really kind of spread the feature set around, but at their core, they still have that Alexa integration, um, which, which is, is kind of designed to drive your smart home. And, and I've, I found it really useful. Um, the, the more third party integrations that or, or third party, um, smart home devices that I get that work with Alexa, you know, the better it makes it. And, and, and that just, that just adds to the, to the platform. You know, there, there are thousands of skills out there, um, for the Alexa. Sure. Some of them are really useless, but, but they're getting better and better. And a lot of them are really, really good. Um, so it, it, that smart home, ecosystem that smart home market is, is a really interesting one to me it's kind of all driven by you know artificial intelligence and machine learning and what these assistants can do for you kind of on the fly um so i'm just really keeping up with this market and, and really love what what amazon's doing I, I recently got a dash wand it came in the mail they had been sold out for a while but a lot of people apparently have been wanting that and again it, it's basically free you buy it for 20 bucks then you get a 20 dollars amazon credit um so i mean they're they're giving this away trying just to get you to test out um test out alexa and so i've been playing around with that for for the last day or so it came in yesterday I'm just kind of scanning a few items around the house and, and then noticing that they're um, showing up in my in my cart, um, which is really cool. So um, Amazon has kind of, you know, at this point run away with this market, but it's still definitely early. Uh, other big players are just starting to get into it. Um, again, uh, Google and, and Apple both have, have solid uh, smart home speakers and I'm really interested to see kind of what the HomePod brings. Again, that $350 price point could hinder it early on, um, but Apple always kind of finds a way, but again, just a really interesting market to follow. I think that um, what Amazon's doing kind of quietly taking over and, and just trying to get Alexa into your house and to get you to test it out and, and play with it any way they can. So um, just, just really interesting stuff from them. I'm really excited to see where this market goes and, and uh, kind of how Amazon continues to drive it. But that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Plugged In. I hope that you all enjoyed those topics. Um, Again, if you're out there listening, please let me know how you're listening to the show. Uh, If you're listening within the Anchor app or on uh, one of the newly uh, supported podcasting platforms, whether that's Google Play Music, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, or Overcast, uh, please let me know where you're listening to this at. Uh, If you're listening to the Anchor app or or wherever else, just feel free to drop a voicemail um, within the Anchor app or reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at PaulJonesB and at PluggedIn underscore tech. I would love to get some feedback from y'all just to hear, you know, kind of how you're enjoying the show. If you like the layout, um, if you like the different topics that I'm discussing, um, I mentioned earlier that I'm trying this uh, recording in a, in a little bit different method. I typically record uh, simply through the app on my smartphone um, with with earbuds and a mic, um, so not a very complex setup. This time I'm trying it with uh, my my desktop mic, um, you know, just a Yeti Blue mic, and uh, and recording through GarageBand. Um, so kind of experimenting a little bit again, trying to see if uh, if I can get the audio quality 
a little bit better. My voice doesn't really help that, but uh, I am trying to make improvements and see if we can't get the uh, the best experience for the show. Um, so again, that's going to wrap it up for me. Hope that you all have a great rest of your Saturday and a great rest of the weekend. Um, I'm planning on relaxing a little bit. I think my wife and I are going to go to the Nashville Sounds game this evening. Um, that is the AAA baseball team. Um, their stadium's a couple blocks from our house, so we enjoy going over there. Uh, but hope you all have a great night, um, and I'll talk to you all in the next one. Be sure to stay tuned in and plugged in. Peace.